T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Up fake going down the sideline, and he is intercepted. The pick by Chris Harris, who spins away from Wayne, and then Moorhead drags him down at the 35. There's been more than one Chris Harris who has played defensive back in the NFL. Yeah, there's Chris Harris, the corner, and there's Chris Harris' safety. Chris Harris' safety played for the Bears twice. And it's so funny, like, thinking about I remember when he got traded. Because it was during training camp. It was after a practice. Like, they came and told him on the practice field that he had been traded. It was at 2007, where I think it was, like, the first week of August. And he was like, what's going on? And and they're like, yeah, you got to come see coach. Like, we literally just finished practice. And then he was traded. Which is amazing, because you had a guy that he was a six-round pick, right? And then he got traded for a fifth. Then he came back and had one of his best seasons where he was second-team All-Pro as a safety. I think that this makes a lot of sense if they were to hire him as the D.C. He knows this defense. I know that. He absolutely knows this defense. He spent the last few years working his way around, working with different coaches, and working with what Vrabel and he worked with Ron Rivera, which completely makes sense. Him working there. As far as guys like paying their dues, if, if you want to talk about like the old trope of you have to work your way up to one of the coordinator positions, he's done it. He's been the quality control defensive coach. He's been the safeties coach. He's been the passing game coordinator like he's done like the next step for him is defensive coordinator especially defensive coordinator without the play calling like cuz he hasn't done that so if you were looking for like the next thing for him to do it would probably be that and especially in this sort of warm nest coming in yes. under Eberflus he would get an opportunity. It wouldn't just be him on that side of the ball. Well, the the cool thing, too, would be their comparing of notes because Eberflus, in in the system that he runs, who played in it when it was done most effectively recently? Chris Harris did. You know, when you start looking at, well, how does your defense work? Well, do you have a prototypical Will linebacker? Yep, I played with him. 
His name was Lance Briggs. Well, did, did you have a mutant playing middle linebacker? Yep, I played with him, Brian Erlacher. And considering the players that he was able to learn from, like Mike Brown, with the safety position, I've always found Chris to be really sharp, like really smart. And I didn't know that when he finished the game that coaching was necessarily what he wanted to do. But I'm glad that he's gotten this opportunity. It, to me, it would be a great hire for them. I'm not saying that there aren't other really good hires for them, but this makes a lot of sense from a lot of different standpoints. Yeah, who's his agent? Well, there's the question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. But if we find out that it's Trace Armstrong, then we know it's probably done. He was defensive quality con- control coach of the Bears 2013-2014. He was the Chargers assistant defensive backs coach for four years. He was Washington's D-backs coach and the Titans defensive pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Yep. So that's a that's a pretty good resume, and you're you're working in these different places. But if you've played in the system that Eberflus is running and you know ideally how it should be called. Not that you're going to be calling the plays, but it's one thing to coach it, and there are a lot of good coaches who would be able to run in and, and do this, but it'd be another thing to to have someone who played in it. Now, it would be interesting, though, because I want to say that John Hoke was his position coach when he was here, and theoretically, he'd be promoted over John Hoke. Like, that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, I'm also okay if they want to just promote John Hope to be the defensive defensive coordinator. absolutely qualified. Yep. And then, like Weederer was saying, then you can, like, okay, well, now I need a positions coach to replace Hope, which is probably easier to find than it would be to find a defensive coordinator. But like you said, this, it, there'll be plenty of candidates for this job and, and, and it'll probably be easier like no one's going to be mad unless matt patricia gets hired no sorry that's no, can we rule that out completely we should no 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 no. i mean can we actually for sure know that that is an absolute non-starter not happening yeah that's a clown move it's not gonna happen okay. right well, right he's not gonna show up on the list Come on. The two guys I want nowhere near this team are Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia. And if they need to go crawling back to the mothership with Bill Belichick in Atlanta or wherever he is. And is anybody else interviewing Belichick, by the way? Have you heard another team associated with him? Atlanta is it. That's it, right? I think. And the Chick-fil-A in Atlanta. There was a worker who who snapped a a picture of Bill Belichick ordering at Chick-fil-A in his suit and tie. Hey, uh, Dan, I've got some breaking news for you. Very close to my heart. I don't like that look on your face. No, it's it's a it is a deserved look. DePaul announces change in leadership of men's basketball program. It's about damn time. DePaul Vice President and Director of Athletics Dwayne Peavy today announced a change in leadership on the DePaul's men's basketball program. Tony Stubblefield has been relieved of his duties as head coach amid his third season. They have not won a conference game yet. They've won a total of three games this season. That's not enough games. And I was intrigued. I know there was some talent that came through here. I liked the system that he was running. 
but I, I don't like the results. Look, I don't want to waste people's time with them having to think about DePaul basketball because Lord knows they haven't been thinking about DePaul basketball. I'm not going to tell you that there is some sort of birthright that the university has because of what happened in the 70s, 80s, and the first couple of years of the 90s. No one cares. My students don't care. They haven't cared for a long time. And making them care is a, a chore that PV is going to have to figure out in his next hire. I don't know what the answers are, and people think the answers are simple. Well, hire a high school coach who is connected with the public league. That'll be the difference. I don't know. They shouldn't be in the Big East. Hire Tom Kleinschmidt. Well, well. That's what I'm saying. I think Tommy got his degree. Which he had to have. He has to have to coach college basketball. And he's done. He's a state champion coach. I know. At the high school level. I'd be fine with that. I want them to. And I look. He's my classmate, and I adore him. I'm okay with DePaul looking beyond the DePaul family, but maybe maybe someone that ensconced in the DePaul family has to be the DePaul coach. I don't know. I just never thought. Look, you're affiliated with a lot of colleges in a lot of ways. I am. You know, you're you're an, you're an Alabama graduate grad. DePaul undergrad, but you also had a long family connection with Chicago State. Yes. I never thought I'd see the day that Chicago State basketball had surpassed DePaul <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's not just Chicago State. I know, but like. <laughs> Shout out the Cougars, right? It's the Cougars, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Cougars. When Chicago State, when I was working for DePaul and Chicago State came in for that buy game because. You know, they just they needed some money, and Bo Ellis was coaching him. Oh, wow. And you remember Bo? <laughs> I do. I always enjoyed Bo. I was talking to Bo before the game about his team, and he's saying, like, this is just a, it's a really hard coaching job right now. I'm, I'm like, why? And he said, it's just stuff you don't really expect sometimes. I said, what do you mean? He said, of my current roster, of my current roster, how many of my current players do you think have kids? Yep. And I said, I don't know, two. And he says, eight. And he said, do you know how complicated that is? When all these guys are dads and they and, and like, no, I guess I've never really thought of that for a college program. Were the dorms even there when Bo was coaching the team? Because that was a big thing, too. At state, where it was like I don't know, you were you were really talking about like for real, for real commuter students, and now there's dorms there, but that's not why you call. DePaul DePaul has all sorts of dorms that that, that one could stay in, and the ones that the basketballs play players stay in is really really nice. Yeah, they're doing it right. This says Rod Strickland, the four one four says Dan Hugo coached DePaul. No, thank you. No thanks, and that would n- never happen. Rod Strickland got his degree, right? I think so. I think he may have gone back and gotten it. And I think Mark Aguirre did too, because that was one of the things that well, people were like, well, why does Mark Aguirre coach the team? 
Because I don't think Those, he got his degree. There's still all the wrong reasons. That was like Houston bringing back Clyde Drexler. And, oh, he's coming back. Hey, he, he didn't want to coach. Let me tell he you this much. Work. If Mark Aguirre wanted to coach the team in the interim, I'm fine with that. <laughs> 336 area code. Dave Leto is coming back. No, I don't think so. No. It was it, it, that time it passed and it was I understood why they wanted to do it. And I think I had actually joked when the job was open. I was like, why don't you guys call Dave Leto? And then I should have realized, I should have realized by the silence of when I, when I set that look, I should have realized that that's what they were doing. How does he know? (laughs) Who told him? (laughs) Who linked this to him? And then Dave's back and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you still doing here? I'd very much like for them to be, I, I don't need them to be great. Like, I, I really don't. This is where I'm at as a DePaul fan now. I don't need them to be great. Can you get me to the NCAA tournament once every four years? It should always be at least NIT. But can you get me to the NCAAs once every four years? I'll be satisfied. That's as a long-suffering, De, DePaul basketball is my first love. Is absolutely my. That is that. Those are my first memories as a sports fan of my grandmother sitting me on the floor and turning on Channel Nine and me watching DePaul games as a child. And here we are. They were bigger than Bulls games. Here we are. But but we got to let that go too. Like that's that's part of the problem. Those of us of a certain age remember it, and it's just not that anymore. The landscape can't be that anymore. The the things started to change while while Joey was the head coach. R.I.P. to Joey Meyer. We both really liked Joey Meyer. I remember the students. I was a student at the time. The students at University Hall on the entire fourth floor got together and put a different letter of Fire Meyer on the windows leading out to the quad. And then your guy. <laughs> hey, coachy. Just give me a phone. Give me a phone and a sweatshirt. Let me go get some guys. He was a harbinger of how much the game had changed. I do. And yet, you know. He closed a lot of Marriott bars. Yeah. And he closed players, too. Yeah, he did. Bill Bradshaw and I, too, the AD. He was so much fun. Big baseball trivia guy. And he wasn't a lot of fun when I was writing for the student newspaper. I bet not. But he was certainly fun to to hang out and tell old baseball stories with. Yeah, he. I got the hey, why don't you come see me? I'm like, yeah. And what was this thing that you wrote in the Depalia? The truth. Yeah, <laughs> knock that off. <laughs> Cut that out. Stop doing that. Well, it's better. It's better than the treatment that the newspaper got from Shashevsky. Way better. Grumbling is a lot better than being called in the office saying, how dare you MFers. <laughs> I'll kill you. Exactly. I'll kill you. <laughs> right. Are you threatening me? Texter says, Brian Wardle a good fit at DePaul. Maybe, but Penis. I. Right. There's a lot of stuff down. He's been very successful. He's a very successful But <laughs> But no, maybe that's you. what they need. No, no, no. Maybe it's what they no, need. That's, that, that's like a guy who probably worships Steve Alford. Not not quite that bad. Nowhere near that bad, but just one of these one of those guys. You know, ask me to be on that search committee. I'll help you out. Hey, hey, Dwayne, 
I would like to be on the search committee for your next coach. I know you don't need one. Listen but up, I, Dwayne. I would like to be on that committee because some people you just can't hire. Yeah, we need an update on the supposed hybrid of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's let's talk about it because it definitely played out on Saturday. We'll discuss that next in the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes. I hate being a fan of this team. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. From their own 36, first and 10, they put one second on the clock and 52 to go. Shotgun snap to Love, back to pass, plants his feet, now rolling to his right. Love looking, throws back across his body, over the middle, intercepted! It's picked off by the 49ers, it's Greenlaw's second of the night. He runs back to the 40, reversing field to the right, chase from behind, gets away from Jaden Reed, finally brought down by Reed, and the 49ers are going to win! Love rolling to his right, threw back across his body to the middle of the field, and Greenlaw picked it off. Second interception thrown by Love, second of the night for Greenlaw, and with 34 seconds to go, the 49ers will take over on their way to hosting the NFC Championship game again. Well, that wasn't a very bright idea. The old throw it back against your body toward the middle of the field. Who did that look like? Hmm. If he threw it a little bit harder, I would say it looked like it looked like Favre. It, it was totally a Favre moment. It was exactly the type of moment where you go, you you can kick a fifty three yard field goal, Brett. Do you have any timeouts left? Yeah, I got two of them. Ah, is it first down? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead and throw it. I. I've enjoyed watching Jordan Love all season. I've been trying to tell you that the guy is getting better. Like, even in games that he didn't win this season, like, you kind of saw it in that Raiders game. You're like, oh, wow, he can he can make all of the throws. He's got a lot of the calm in the pocket of Rodgers. And he has some of that athletic arrogance, which I don't. I hope people don't think I mean that as a pejorative. It can show up. In a negative way. But this is also what happens when you don't play a lot. When you, a lot of yes. your development is on the bench. That's right. That you got to play. You got to get some of these out of the way. And they're, they're the youngest team in the league. I think they've had a terrific season. And the Packers should be very, very pleased with how they've done. But th- those are ones where they say, oh, it doesn't make the same mistake twice. I mean, he'll probably that, make a mistake like that again. But, but, but not at the end of a playoff game. Right. Like, that's something that he will, you hope, if you're them, that you'll learn from 
And and all of what what he's done this season has been more than a positive. I want to go back to something that happened on the show on Friday. Can I give you a little breaking news first? Sure. Has another DePaul coach been fired? No, it's not. It's actually some uh, unfortunate breaking news. And breaking news on 670 The Score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. According to um, the official account of Ryan Sandberg, at Ryan, I have to make sure that this is absolutely his and before I say this, but yeah, at um, this is from Bleacher Nation is reporting this. And it just says it's to my Chicago Cubs National Baseball Hall of Fame extended baseball family, the city of Chicago and all my loyal fans. Ryan Sandberg says, I want to share some personal news. Last week, I learned that I've been diagnosed with metastatic prostate cancer. I've begun treatment and am surrounded by my loving wife, Margaret, our incredibly supportive family. The best medical care team and our dear friends will continue to be positive, strong, and fight to beat this. Please keep us in your thoughts and prayers during this difficult time for me and my family. That, again, is via Bleacher Nation. And uh, we wish him absolutely the best to Ryan Sandberg. Absolutely. And the good news, if there is good news, is that they've come so far yep. with prostate cancer that usually it it is now become something that, that people can go into remission from. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping that the odds are in his favor because the odds have been in people's favor if they get if they get treatment quickly. If they, if it's recognized and you get treatment quickly people can recover from prostate cancer. So, um, yeah, there, he actually, he has announced it on his own Instagram. Um, it's, it's on his IG that he announced and he's giving a thumbs up and wearing an, an obvious shirt that says baseball is better at Wrigley field. Yeah. Like my favorite player growing up, Mm -hmm. him and Fisk had a poster of Rhino on my wall until college. Really? Yeah. Remember, because I was telling you how I wanted to play second base? I got to go back through it. Again, that's something that we're going to do in the content desert, is I have not gone through these boxes that my parents made me uh, all take home. With from, the SI stuff? It, that's some, Am I supposed to stop following SI now? I on? guess they're not producing anything. But it, it isn't just the SI stuff. I found my autograph collection. Oh, yeah. I've got, I mean. I actually have a, that's one of the rare autographs that I have. I have a Sandberg autograph. Like, I don't even think when I was doing, like, pre- and post-game stuff for the Cubs with Rhino here, I don't think I mentioned to him, like, how big a deal he was to me. You should. That's important. You should do that. I, I'm glad I did that for Jim Durham before he died. I'm glad I was able to do it with Vince Scully. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, A couple – I'll get back to Jordan Love, but a couple of odds and ends on DePaul. Someone, someone suggested some of these names. Come on, no, someone, someone suggested D Brown, and I actually think that's a really good suggestion. Jay Wright is not coming to no, coach the Paul. He's, he's not doing that. If you're looking for an old school coach who I know for a fact has an affection for the DePaul job and is still working as a coach, Steve Lavin. Okay, but honestly, I would rather them talk to D Brown. Because D Brown has experience working on a D1 staff. He's now been a head coach at Roosevelt. Was this year two? And his team at Roosevelt's doing really well. They just won at Holy Cross, which is incredible. Um, so 
he, you know that he's connected with the the area people like his name will get you in the door in a lot of places in the Chicagoland area and i remember talking to people when he was on the UIC staff that said about D Brown not college coach future NBA head coach really mhm there are a lot of people who think very, very highly very about different D Brown job. it is <laughs> it is but he would be someone who's on my list if I were DePaul. Not that I'm telling DePaul that I should be on their search committee, but you just actively and and specifically did. Right. That's the whole bit. That you should be on their search committee. That I should be on their search committee. Because those would be two names I would offer them. I'm just saying. And D Brown's right down. He's literally next door. Because Roosevelt's campus is right next door to DePaul's downtown campus. Just call them over. How about we have a conversation? Where do they play their games? I don't know. I think they have like a 1,500-seat arena like on campus. I, people at Roosevelt are going to punch me in the face because they're always trying to get me to come to games. I think that they actually do have like a little teeny tiny gym where they play their home games. No, we don't want Jim Boylan, brother. Stop. Either Jim Boylan. <laughs> Especially not that one. Oh, I didn't know there was another Jim Boylan. Yeah, another. There was another Bulls. There's Jim B O Y L A N, right? Who worked for Skiles, and then there's better coach than oh L E N. Oh well, yes, and a better guy because B O Y L E N is a complete fraud and an idiot. Well, there's that. Looks like Roosevelt does have a facility, the Lillian and Larry Goodman Center. Yeah, it's like 1,500 seats or something like that. It's at 501 South Wabash, right? I walk past it every day. I would go to, it's right by the, yeah, right there. So call D Brown there. Now they don't have to bring you on as a no, I mean, part the, of the search they can, I can get a 1099 and, you know, they, they, oh, we were listening to Lawrence and he gave us a couple of ideas and names. If they want to talk to Brian Wardle, I don't have a problem with that either. They should definitely talk to him. And then you'll find out if he's a, or not. No. That's, no? That's pretty well known. Might as well hire Mike Dean if you're looking for that. Isn't uh, Is he alive? I don't know. Isn't Tom Crean out of work? Mr. Crean, Mr. He, Crean. He's a, he's a Harbaugh, right? Isn't he a he Harbaugh is. by marriage? He is. See if Tom Crean would be interested in your job. This is going to upset me. I'm going to have to do a pot on this. this where's just... Where's Wojo? Not the Wojo the we're station, chasing. The station, they first no, place. No, not the Wojo we're chasing. Where, where's old Steve Wojciechowski? Is he back at Duke, maybe? They usually go crawling back. I think he is. Back. Oh, no, no. He's in the G League with Salt Lake City Stars. Yeah, you know why? Because he couldn't hack it in the Big East. Take that, Wojo. Okay. G League coach. And also Wojo. And yeah, and take that also, Wojo. We're coming to get you too. We're trying. We're trying to catch Wojo. <laughs> I got to tell you, and I, I meant to text this to Rick Camp, but I went and I did um, karaoke on Friday night. And at about, I don't know, like one in the morning, this guy comes to the mic and he sounded just like Rick Camp. And it was awesome. It really made my night. Wait, his singing voice sounded no, like No, he came Rick up and, and spoke and said a couple of words because he was doing a song by the band Korn, and he wanted to say so, whatever he wanted to say about Korn. This is my favorite band, whatever. I can't, I'm not going to do a Rick 
camping project because I don't have a good one. Um, other than I'm trying, but uh, it all I could think of was I'm trying to do corn. It was great. Was it it's actually Rick Camp? It was not actually Rick Camp. Oh. Uh, and then his singing voice was actually closer to uh, what is it? Jonathan Davis, I think is the name of the singer. It, he Which went in, into full corn mode. Q-Tip's real name. Really? Yeah, I believe he is also Jonathan Davis. I'm trying to sing corn. <laughs> so what do you sing, Ray? Oh, I did Nirvana. Um, I did the Nirvana cover of the Meat Puppets, Lake of Fire. That was my choice of the night. And okay. I tried to go a second round and diversify the, the genre, but there was just too many people. Couldn't get another crack at the at the mic. Well, you got to do one of those things where you go to these like boutique karaoke places where you rent the room yourself. You know, where it's only your people in the room. It's not and, as fun. No. Hole in the wall place is the way to do it, just, man. Is the, as long as the karaoke MC is super serious about his or her job. Oh, this guy. The guy is awesome. Did he do that. Freak on a Leash? Was that the song that he tried to do? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he did. And he did an amazing job. Did, he didn't sound like Rick Camp any longer after he got, got into to, uh, Jonathan Davis mode. Does he do the scatting that he does? He did it. He did the whole thing. Really? It was good. The guy was good. Shout out to him. That's yeah. commitment. That's a bold choice. You it was. Walk up there and do corn. <laughs> And he, and he killed it. Shout out to you, Rando, on the northwest side at that hole-in-the-wall bar. I love that Ray's been out here in these streets. The only problem is that when Ray's out in these streets, he can get hurt. Oh, he does get hurt, usually. That's and what then, I mean. Hey, then you he know goes what? to unaccredited hospitals. Can I tell you uh, two things? First of all, I haven't gotten hurt since that one horrible time <laughs> gets, that I he, fell at the slip, that I slipped in the slippery slope. He, he gets hurt, and then he goes to some back alley... Hospital. He sees Dr. Nick. <laughs> Your arm's falling off, everybody. <laughs> Are you a doctor? Yeah, who wants to know? <laughs> I might be. I got this thing with my arm. Do you? All right. I, I got to tell you, I went to visit my mom yesterday, and she has one of these, like, she asked me if I wanted an apple, and she has one of these, like, fancy apple slicer things. Oh. And she was like, here, if you want to use this thing. Um, but I, I, I could do it for you. I was like, oh, I could do it. She's like, I don't want you to hurt your arm again. I was like, what? Wow. What a shot. That's, that's good parenting. What a shot. That, wow. Thanks, mom. That's good parenting. That's right. She doesn't trust you with sharp objects. I like it. Thinks I'm going to p- blow my elbow out of my socket again. Yeah, oh, with an apple slicer. Also, by the way, Porter Moser's making a whole lot of money at Oklahoma. Stop. He's not leaving Oklahoma to coach DePaul. Hi, here's a guy I've heard of. Coaching name should come back. No, no. Phil Jackson should should uh, coach the ball, my no, friend. No, I don't think so. I I think Phil has got some views that have come oh, to know. light that might I make know. it difficult. Yes, absolutely. Might make it difficult for him to to coach young men of color. No doubt. Um, and Fred Hoiberg's at Nebraska. Stop. This is, people are literally just throwing names at us you know, now. I, I understand there are coaches whose names you know. It doesn't mean they're viable candidates to coach DePaul. <laughs> then again, the White Sox hired Tony Larusa at one point. Well, so. well, maybe they'll hire Tony Larusa. There you go. He'll go. He'll come coach DePaul. <laughs> also, maybe maybe not ideal to, t- to 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 coach young men of color. Uh, I mean, is that really a question? Mm, yeah, kind yeah. of. Ask around. Kind of. Uh, we need to celebrate the 30th anniversary 
Yes! 30th anniversary. Yes. Of one of the greatest moments in the history of sports. Next. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. All right, so look, it's not the 30th anniversary, it's the 31st anniversary of this, but that doesn't make it any less special. 31 years ago today, a man had a dream, and that dream was to sing the national anthem, and that dream became a reality, and we were giving greatness. What so proudly we held at the twilight last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched with so gallantly streaming. And the rockets rip Uh oh. <laughs> the bumper singing it gave proof through the night that our black was still there. I'll make up for it now. No, you won't. Oh, say does that star spangle. Still 30 seconds left. the land of the free. And the home of the Just terrible. And then, of course, you have the connection with Charlie Steiner. Charlie Steiner, what did he say? Francis yeah, <laughs> Scott Francis, off Francis Scott. But then you take my 75% chance of winning. Not that Steiner, no. Not Steiner then, math. Oh, he wasn't no, a Steiner brother? that's not one of the Steiners. No, I don't know. Charlie, maybe Charlie, maybe Charlie could, could do... A lariat. That's the we only don't Steiner know. I recognize. Sorry. He might be one of the, maybe he should call one of his freaks out there because the only thing Charlie Steiner cares about is his freaks and his peaks. I'll make up for it now. No, you won't. no, no, no. You're going to try and you won't. We will turn things over to the Parkins and Spiegel show when we return in a moment on the score. And the Rockets. Uh oh, uh oh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.